It's Good Talk Radio. What's happening, people? Glad you made a decision to join back in, man, for today's podcast on the GOAT Talk. And, you know, GOAT stands for greatest of all time. And I feel like we cannot make a podcast that is the greatest of all time if we do not deal with topics outside of sports at times. And right now, like I said, it is needed. Um, we got to we got to hit all the corners, not just not just sports. So that's what we're gonna be doing tonight. I got um I got a really good guy stopping through, Martel Harrington. He is the owner of Vulture Clothing, and um I'm very impressed what this man has been doing. Him and his team has been doing as a black business growing out of a small town, getting on a major level. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the ins and outs, the struggles he had, uh, the ways that he went about getting his line going, what motivated him. We're going to also talk about what he's got coming up in the future, but we will talk about some sports. We're going to find out a little bit about his personal life. Did he play sports growing up? Who were his favorite teams? Et cetera, et cetera. So, you know what it is. It's the Go Talk Podcast. We're about to get into it. You listen to the Go Talk. Yo, yo, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? What's going on? Chilling, chilling, man. Taking it easy, man. Just trying to stay out the way. You already know. I got you, man. So uh, tonight we wanted to do something different. You know, this is generally a sports podcast, man, but... We, we hit on all different topics of the world. So what I wanted to do tonight, man, is I wanted to bring in um, Martel Harrington from – he's the owner of Vulture Clothing, man. And first and foremost, let me tell you, man, because I like to give people they, they flowers while they're still here. For a long time, man, I've been watching from a distance as far as what you and your, your team has been doing as far as clothing goes. Um, I'm from Chesterfield myself. You know what I'm saying? I I, I moved away, but I'm from Chesterfield originally. Mm-hmm. So I see everybody trying to do clothing from time to time. Right. But yours is honestly one of the few clothing lines that I see, man, that is really, really, really official. It's nothing cheesy about it. It's it's, it's something that I would actually wear. You I know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, bro. For real. Oh, yeah. Real man, like it's it's, it's top notch, man. So I just want to give you your roses while you still here, man. I, I I really like your work. Where I salute that, bro. I try to I try to put my all into it, man. I feel like you really, it's as simple as it sounds. You really get what you put into it, man. So I just try to put you know my life into it, really, man. And it shows. I feel like. Right, right, definitely, man. So one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on is you know. Just through um, your social media posts, man, and um, some of the things that I see you acknowledge, um, I know that you're very tapped in on what's going on right now um, in the world. And I know you've seen and been active with the uh, the whole process and uh, with George Floyd. Right. Um, I know you've seen the videos. I've seen, you know, I, I watched you live the other night. I know you're actually out there protesting. You, a lot of people or just talking. I know you really was in the streets. I know you were really, you know, on the front line. Right, right, right. Yo, that was, 
Yo, that was a real experience, bro. I actually went the second night. I went the next night too. Um, I don't know. I guess the rush of it kind of made me come back, but that was that was definitely like that was crazy, bro. You know, after after coming back from that, I was like a lot more prouder to be a black man, and and really just no fear. You know what I'm saying? Once you you're on the front line with some people that really don't care about your life, you come back from that like you you ain't nothing can scare you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. So so let me ask you, man. Like, what was your initial thought when you seen the video of of, of George getting killed, man? What what was the first thing that the first emotion that I guess that hit you when you seen that video? Two words, not again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, ain't no way, ain't no way, not again. Like, how how is this possible again? How do we still have people just watching again? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how a cop still having that mentality? Like, it's crazy, man. We've been doing this so long, and for it to still be happening. But this movement right here, um, I feel like this is probably the biggest one ever, bro. You know, what I'm saying? absolutely. Got, yeah, we got the whole world standing up right now. I think this is the biggest. Matter of fact, I saw today. I read it. I don't know how legit it was. It was saying that this is the biggest civil rights movement in world history, and I believe that. I do do. I do too, bro. I absolutely do too, man. Cause <clears throat> for once, it's bigger than just black people. Right. 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 Uh, and white people actually not just white you know i've seen some asians i've seen um you know latinos mexicans um really even their own communities just stepping out and trying to get their voice heard for black people right. and I, I think that's the biggest thing man like our voice has never been really heard before like they just do enough to pacify us you know what i'm saying exactly. like a lot of people don't and a lot of people may disagree with this. Like they gave us Obama, right, for eight years. Right. But Obama honestly did more for the gays and the Latinos, mm -hmm. you know, than he did actually for for black people. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily all his fault because we see now it goes through the House, it goes through the Senate. It right. he can't just you know, do what he want to do. Exactly. They didn't give him much to work with. You know what I'm saying? Right. I um. Honestly, ever since Obama got in, I always respected him because he was a black man. I'll get you got to being a black man. But just the way America runs, I always felt like he was put there for a reason to kind of mm -hmm. to kind of blind us. You know what I'm saying? In a certain way, right. to kind of comfort us, and and so they could do some something up under the up under the table on us. Right. But you know what I'm saying? We never really know. So. I still got to keep that same respect for him, but I just, you know, in the back of my mind, it's just always that thought. Or, you know, yeah, I, like you're just a token black guy to a certain extent. Right, right. And you don't want to, you don't want to think like that, but just, to, I mean, look at America now. If they allowing this, could they mm -hmm. really allow us to get in there? And, you know what I'm saying? Really the legit way like that? You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm I'm gonna keep my trust in him and, and and hopefully that he he was a he was a good guy the whole time. You know what though, man? Like, no, nah, I mean, like you actually you actually tapping in on like a lot of the ways that I've actually began to think over time. Like me, you know, I grew up, man. Like, I guess like most young black men do in the South, we're told 
you know, the same stories pretty much about religion. And we're told the same stories about like politics. And so I grew up, you know, hearing the same stuff over and over and over again. I didn't really know our culture. I didn't really know what black people stood for because we always were kind of told in a backward way inferior, you know, all through school, I never had a black principal. One, I had one principal as a kid and he died, right? right. <laughs> so my black principal, all of my coaches just about were white in school. Um, you know, it, dominantly white school, you know, it's definitely growing up in Chesterfield. Um, it was, we were always inferior and it was almost like, I never forget this. I just told a story on another podcast, bro. Right. But when I was in school, they did like a sweep through the school. And um, this was so long ago. They did a sweep through the school and they found out I had a cell phone in my book bag. Bro. Right. And because, you know, now they can take phones to school back then. You right, couldn't. Right, right. Yeah. So they suspended me for three days. They found a guy in school. He had shotgun shells in his book bag. So at the end of the day, you know, that's when I start really realizing, you know, how we lived in a racist environment just growing up down there, definitely in Chesterfield right. County, man. Right, right. And yep. it's, 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 it's conditioned in us, bro. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like racism. It's, it's not just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what people think it is, but it's a condition, bro. You know what I'm saying? People, it's, right. it's not going to just stop overnight. And that's not what we're fighting for. You know what I'm saying? We know racism isn't going to stop because it's, it's conditioned. Until people can raise their children to to you know love everybody, it's just gonna stay like that. So I'm not really fighting for. I mean, I would love for racism in, but I don't. I don't see that being realistic. And saying right. that justice and and accountability that should definitely that's definitely realistic, and that should definitely happen. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So let me ask you something. Um, how do you see? What in your mind? What are some steps you think we need to take to get some change? Like, what are some things we need to do? Oh man, for change, um, first, like I just said, we need to put that accountability in place. I don't feel like there's nothing in place for a cop that kills for no reason, whether it was on mistake or what. You know what I'm saying? It should be something in place for that. It's like just going home on leave or, or, or no pay. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't that ain't enough. Because once you commit a crime, you're you're no longer a police officer. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a convict just like everyone else. And I, I feel like once they get uh, convicted, they should be you know in the same type of environment as the regular convicts. You know, general problem. Stop right. stop um stop protecting these guys. You know, some of these guys know they can do it and still kind of get away with it because they're going to get in there and be protected and, and be good the whole time. Once you show them that it's the real deal, I feel like it'll, it'll slow down on that on that aspect. Uh, and another aspect is black people, we got to just stop playing and get on our shit. You know, can we curse on here, bro? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to get on our shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter whether it's racism or what, we do a lot of playing. You know what I'm saying? And then when our back's against the wall, you know, we, we definitely have a reason to fight for what we got going on, most definitely. But we got to stop being back against the wall. You know what I'm saying? We got to we gotta step our shit up to where, you know, 
we in certain cases we we might have to be the aggressor you know what i'm saying and yeah right. I, I feel like we we play defense too much you know what i'm saying as black people we got to get on offense a little more and, and yeah get Correct. strategic man get our businesses going keep the money in the house so you know money money brings the power they got all the money they're gonna keep all the power until we can you know keep the money in house build up the black dollar you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay under their power but once we get that power i feel like we'll be all right and we just got to understand that it might not happen in our lifetime you know what i'm saying that's what i don't think a right. lot of people understand even with this justice thing it might not happen in our lifetime but you know we fighting for our kids and i feel like one day it can't happen but honestly I feel like right now it's, this is it. You know, the millennials got it. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna make that change for us, really. Definitely. Like my whole thing, I've been speaking on change, and you know, I I've been I've got into it with a lot of people, uh, <laughs> white and black. You know, I try to tell them, I say, you know, it's not really a white or black issue. It's a green issue. It's about money, like you just said. It's all about money, cause. Right now, that's really our only value to them is money. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we spend more than everybody. You know, we work the jobs nobody else wants to work. You know what I'm saying? At at pay cuts that most people, like, we get excited. You know, you got people to get excited. They're making $15 an hour. You know what I'm saying, bro? Because we grew up, you know, most people are still people make it $8, $9 an hour. You know what I'm saying? There's people struggling, so... Fifteen. You know what's, what's crazy up, about that? Um, and we gotta, we gotta, really gotta get this through to our people before we start building our own businesses. Um, you know, a lot of people probably would, if me or you had that business, they probably wouldn't want to work for us for for eight for eight dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> That's honest, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, why you why you trying to short me? You know what I'm saying? But uh, do that all day, right there for the. For yeah, for, for another race. And you know what? I, I hit on this, too. I said this. We have a problem with taking orders from people that we know. And what I mean by that is, like, right now, you know, you got your clothing line. And you can be like, yo, okay, I'm hiring three people, man. Y'all come, you know, y'all come and work for me. And they, they, the first thing they're going to say is, we're going to work for you? Like, we're going to work for Martel? Like, yeah. Oh, so you boss now. So they got a problem with right, that. Right, right, right. And it's not even about bossing you know what i'm saying like but somebody gotta lead the way you know what i'm saying somebody gotta you know put the game you know just lay the game plan out that don't mean that you know better than nobody else on the team but somebody gotta do it it can't be everybody just going off random thoughts you know what i'm saying we gotta have a game plan somebody gotta put it together and you know everybody just gotta play their part if everybody plays their part and and you know do what they're great at, then everybody can have that same piece of the pie. I may just because I'm making the game plan for the day don't don't mean I'm doing everything else. You may be great at something I'm not good at, and you got all the you know all the credibility on that. You know what I'm saying? So if everybody just mm-hmm. makes themselves valuable, you know everybody doing something, bringing something to the table, then you know I feel like you can go. It ain't no limit to how far you can go with that, bro. And that's, I'm telling you, like, that's, I can't speak for all black people. I can just speak for, like, the areas I grew up in and the place. Like, I've lived in, 
I've lived, like I said, Chesterfield. I've lived in Houston. I've lived in Miami. You know what I'm saying? I've lived all over, bro. So I've been around a lot of different cultures and different people. And the one thing I can tell you is that I don't understand, like, how people can know you your whole life and not root for you. Like, that's something that I see that we have a problem with our race. Like, for instance, people want you to have but not have more than them. Like, they okay. They okay if you make. They okay if you right. make two hundred dollars, but you better not. If they got two fifty, you better not make two fifty one. You see what I'm saying? They don't like that because it's a competition. It's a crab in a butt. And I'm gonna tell you something, man. Just going off of your clothing line, like I feel like if I was listing clothing lines, yours is, you know, for the area without a doubt, it's it's the, it's number one. You know what I'm saying? And to me, everybody else falls underneath that. I don't, I don't, I don't really see it. Like people to me should ask you what the game plan is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want, I'm, I'm your competition, but at the same time, man, let's build together. Maybe I got different colorways that will good, go, go good with what you got. Right. Maybe we need to connect. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I feel like, you know, people don't want to do that a lot of times. There's so much money that we could get together if we unify. And I guess that kind of, you know, that, that kind of falls into jealousy, man. Like, check this out, bro. Um, I know you said you don't have any kids, but this is how this is how life works. When white people, when white people graduate high school, they got a choice. Most of the time they can either take over the family business. They could take over farmland that's been given to them. You know what I'm saying? Or they go to school and they, they just go to trade school. That's it. Right. They're not doing nothing deep. Black people. Because our parents, most of our parents don't own businesses. Most of our parents, you know, um, most of our parents worked in manufactories or restaurants or, you know, whatever. They couldn't leave. They, you can't leave your kids there. Right, what, you going to leave right. my application? So, you know what I'm saying? So we don't know about owning our own businesses or, like, having our own anything. Now, I know you, and I think you come from a family yeah. of entrepreneurs, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so your, your your game plan for life, bro, was probably a lot different than a lot of people who come out because a lot of people come out standing behind the eight ball. You know what I'm saying? And we it's ignorance because we're not taught that we don't know money. We don't know credit. We don't know a lot right, of things right, that's right, got right. us behind. Uh, you're right, bro. Um, but we, I feel like we got to be able to, you know, sit down and listen to somebody, man. You know, we don't want to sit down long enough to really listen, bro. You know, we we like to, you know, have fun, you know, turn up. And, and that's cool, you know. I did that a little younger, too, but it gets to a point, man. You just got to gotta be willing to be able to listen to anybody, man. That's what I had to learn, you know. It's nobody's ever too young or too old to teach you something. You should be able to learn from everybody, man, not ever feel like you're too grown to, to you know, step back and, and, and learn from other people, bro. And yeah, and and, and right. as far as the competition, I don't I don't really feel like it'd be a competition now to the to the point that now. You know what I'm saying? Like when everybody was first coming out, you know, it's as a as a man as a business aspect, you gonna wanna be the best. You know, and, and everybody was just, you mm -hmm. know, repping their brand the hardest. You know, uh, and it's going it's going to really look like competition, but I feel, I feel like to where it's at now. Right. 
just everybody, everybody they own, man. You know, everybody, everybody want to get their own money, handle their own money, handle their own business. So, you know, I feel like as long as we can come together when it's times like this, then, then, then we'll be all right. That's what I had to learn too. That's what I learned about this because this, this brought me together with a lot of people that I wasn't talking to every day. Like the protest, I went, I went to the protest uh, with my man Tyreek the two four. We got the photography, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we never had no issues or nothing, but I don't talk to him every day. You know, what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, I don't remember the last time I right. linked up with bro, just on the link up. But that right there, like that, just brought me. You know, right. I seen how passionate he was. I hit him up, and you know, we link like we link every day or something. And when I saw that, I was like, yo, as long as we right. can link up, when it's really time to link, yeah, when it's really time when it's to needed. link up, yeah. all that other stuff is just. It's just being a man, you know. So you know, if you a pack of dogs, somebody gonna want to be, you know, the alpha dog. Yeah, and everybody, yeah, alpha. Yeah, somebody got to be. Somebody want to be the alpha. Yeah, that's all. You know what I'm saying? And it 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 ain't no alpha dog. You know, everybody, everybody got their own waves. That's all. That's all it is, man. But it's gonna look like a lot of competition. Like I said, when it started, it was kind of like a competition, you know, because everybody repping their shit the hardest, you know. Yeah. Right. So tell me this. So speaking about clothing, um, so when did you, what year did you actually start the clothing line? Okay, so you started in 2015. What motivated you to want to start your own clothing line? Honestly, feeling like, feeling like I was at the bottom, bro. Um, and it's crazy because I be, a lot of times I want to go back to before I made certain mistakes in my life. But if I wouldn't have made them, I wouldn't have had Vulture. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a certain lineup of mistakes I made to, to put me in that bad spot I was in to to make me dig deep and be like, right. Yo, what am I what am I gonna do, man? What am I gonna do different? Like I don't wanna just clock in every day. That ain't me. Like I I gotta do something. You know, I gotta stand for something, be something. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what it was, bro. Um I had really just graduated college, and I had moved off. And where I moved off to, where I moved off to, I was just pretty much working, working to pay the bills. And and being that young, I was like, yo, that's that's whack. I can't even, I can't even enjoy myself. I'm like 23 right. years old. Like, I'm up in Charlotte. I got friends coming to Charlotte every week. I can't even party. Or I ain't about party, but I can't do nothing because I'm, I'm working crazy. So I had, I was, I was pretty much forced to come back home just to. You know, gather myself back up because that ain't no way to, to live fresh out of college and and you trying to really do something. So I came back, gathered myself, and I, I was really, it really put me in a better spot. But like I said, it took a a couple mistakes, of, you know, moving too fast for that shit to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. So let me ask you: the name is is really unique, man. What what inspired the name? Um, just the mentality, really. Um, just the team, like the, you know, what I'm saying the team we got, the team we had at the moment. Like that was just our, men, our mentality, you know. Um, you think of a vulture, just, just ruthless, you know what I'm saying? Not in a, and not in a negative way, you know what right. I'm saying? That's what I don't want people to think that. You look at vulture and think of our scavenger, deep dead stuff. Nah, <laughs> like it ain't that simple, you know what I'm saying? Just the mentality of of eating, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all they do is eat. It don't matter 
what it is, you know what I'm saying? Their favorite food may be a rabbit, but they can't worry about finding a rabbit. They got to do what they can to survive. You know what I'm saying? We're going to eat what we can at any time possible. And that's just, you know, and just stay fly at the same time. So that's where the wings, you know, the wings up, staying fly, you know, keeping your gear right, you know, just incorporate that all together. Yeah. and that's Right. So do you guys, I know now I, I see, like I've seen music videos too. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen like uh, Brandon White, I think I may be his name. I think I may have seen him, in, you know, wearing the, the clothes and the ring. Like I've seen a lot, bro. Like this is, that's why I say it's, it's, it's head and shoulders above a lot. So with the music, are you guys like trying to form like an indie label or do you got artists that you just push and nah, trying to push two labels? How does that go? That's for fun, really, or just to promote the brand for the most part. And you can see like in the video, like everybody have one. Okay. Those. So that's that's really the priority of it, just to promote right. the brand and just second behind it. Like, I, you know, I like rapping. I don't rap, but like that's just been always been like a nice hobby that I, you know, and I just rap for homies and shit and they, you know, you know how they, you know how your homies hype you up. Yeah, yeah that shit just pushed me to there. Right, right. Make a video here and there. You know what I'm saying? And they came out nice. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'll be feeling like, why hold it in? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get old and be like, yo, I should have, I should have made them little videos or them little raps that I used to, I used to write at the crib. Nah, right. go ahead and make them, bro. So you, when you get older, you can look back at them joints instead of not feeling like, instead of feeling like you didn't do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And music, music is like a, a huge part. Music and sports right. is like a huge part. And fashion, honestly, like that's, you know, a lot of things that you say I can really relate to. Like me growing up, I always like music was like the soundtrack of life. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up listening to a lot of up north guys. Like I grew up listening to a lot of big, like Jay is my favorite rapper. Um I grew up listening to guys like that. And then I got on like Fabulous when I was like 16. And I was listening to yeah. game rap, like a hundred bars. And so like I was on that, you know, old Wayne, mixtape Wayne, when Wayne first like really right. was dropping mixtapes, you know, like all of that kind of influenced me, man. And like clothing was always big on me. Like I was when everybody was rocking bathing apes, I was rocking bathing apes. Right, right. I right, wanted right. to have the, the toughest bathing apes, you know. Where everybody was wearing throwbacks. I wanted right, to have the right. oldest one you could find. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wanted the oldest throwback you could find. So I always was that. Like, you know, I was always deep into black culture and clothing was something I took pride in. And as I got, I don't know, man, I think what separated me and my homeboys was like, we started gearing ourselves more to not just urban right. clothing, but any clothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think like we were starting to wear suits, man. When I was right. like 24, 25, like I'm 34 now, but it was like, I would wear a suit and people were like, oh, you going to prom? Like, you know, you got a full suit on. And bro, I was working regular jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't even in the office. It was just an off day. But I just started exploring more culture and I, I started hearing people say like, right. you know, like Dre dressed right. like a white boy. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I, I knew I was doing something right because it was like, yo, People feel like, I guess they feel like certain clothes are like designated to certain I, races. Yo, you know what I'm saying? But and that's what I meant earlier by conditioned. You know what I'm saying? We conditioned to think if you dressed up in yeah. a suit, 
that you dressed like a white man. And that's not true, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nothing about dressed in a suit to me says right. a white man. You know what I'm saying? I honestly think <laughs> about going to church. You know right. What I'm like, suit, I don't think of race when I see a suit. Right. Bro. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, I think I think I think when they see people like in, now now it's kind of it's kind of changed the narrative has changed some, but I think like it was like you think of a suit you think of a boss and you think of a boss you think of a white right. person, that's how I think it was going, but right. not only that like I was wearing American Eagle you know right. what I'm saying still wear American Eagle to this day heavy, like it was shit like that but I I'm gonna tell you something man um your clothing. Is definitely, I think, man, is um, right. it speaks a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people they have. I've, I've talked to other people when they have clothing lines, and you know, I'm like, yo, what's the purpose of the line? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I just feel like I can dress. So, what people don't understand is this: when you have a clothing line, if you don't have a manufacturer that can pit those right. ideas together, right. only thing right. you guys a t-shirt line. That's what I love about you because, right. bro, like everybody else just got t-shirts. Yeah, I've seen. I went to school for graphic design. Oh yeah, at Coastal. Oh man, yeah. see, I ain't. That's that's another good exactly. note. I didn't even know. So, for me, when I see everything, you know what I'm saying? Like I see coats, I see full suits, I see sweatsuits. I, it was more than just t-shirts. And you know when I first seen, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, it's a nice little t-shirt. You know, so I start seeing right. girls around, you know, Chiral and stuff, you know. And I start seeing guys like, yeah, those cool right. t-shirts. But then I start seeing bandanas. And I started seeing more. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like this was different. Then my home with my best friend, Rico, he was like, yo, I hadn't I hadn't seen none of your stuff in a minute. This was like maybe a year ago. I hadn't seen it in a minute. And um I was living in Houston and he had been, he said, yo, he was like, yo, you know the vulture brand guys? Like, yeah, he said, man, he was like, I'm gonna send you a picture. And he sent me a picture like this. It was almost like a wetsuit almost, bro. It was the colors were so crazy, and I was like, "This same dude, you know, this this is the same people." And I just seen the level. Like it seems like y'all or you keep, you know, leveling up yeah, every year, um, and that that goes really a long fashion. Way, you got to, bro, because because it, it changed so much. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody buy a t-shirt. That joint probably worth maybe two wears, maybe two wears, maybe three. If you got a real fly guy to right. really go through clothes, that joint, he wearing that one time. So you got to keep it going. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He don't want right. to buy that same shirt again. And he might have bought three shirts. So That's right. Once he wear them three, he don't, he got to have, you got to have something else for him. What you going to, you can't cut them off. You, you got to keep That's creating right. for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, and that's kind of a, a scary part about fashion because it changed so much. Just, just like I said, creating that you know right. that that one piece, and three days later something else coming out. They didn't forgot about that, so that's why you just got to keep you know creating. You ain't gonna be able to reinvent the wheel because pretty much everything's been created. So you just got to bring your own flavor to what's already there. Really, yeah, right. So, you guys, um, as far as community work go, man, you guys doing anything in the community or uh, anything yeah, like that, or have you been doing it in the past? Bro, we used to have basketball tournaments, uh, 
flag football tournaments. We did a water drive one time for a, for a hurricane relief type joint. Took some water down to took some water down to Columbia. We okay. ain't really had an event uh, recently, but now since this 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 what's going on right now, uh, I've been talking to some guys. We about to get real active, bro. And I ain't even gonna talk about too much on what it is, but it ain't nothing crazy. It ain't you know what I'm saying like none of that wild stuff like the correct way you know what i'm saying the articulate way the positive way right but direct you know what i'm saying um but on, for the for the community right. though um but i'd rather not even talk about it i just want people to just see the moves happen you know what I'm right yeah it's... absolutely just just keep me updated man because like i say man i'm the whole purpose man of, of like and the it it affected me enough, man, to like, like I said, I'm switching the gears on even on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to to get this because this podcast it streams Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Music. Right. I mean, you name it, it's it's there. And I'm trying to get the message out. I feel like anybody with a platform, and I I, I made a post about this the other day. I don't care if you're a teacher, a coach a barber, a police officer, I don't care, anybody with any kind of situation where you're in front of people and you are black, it is your absolute duty to educate. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of times people belittle and don't educate. And that's my whole thing. Like, a lot of times, man, people don't know better, so they don't do better. But you're supposed to leave your mark wherever you at. So it's like, you go into a room full of young guys that, and, and you know they, they talking about they finna go hit a lick or they finna go pick this up. They finna do this. They finna do that. It's, it's, your, it's your duty as a man to be like, yo, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I can't tell you what to do, but I can give you some information. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been down that road or I know people who've been down that road. And I, man, don't get me wrong. Right, I'm not right, perfect, right. bro. I done, man, I done been through it. Right. I done, you name it. I done been through it, dog. And I'm going to tell you, I learned from every every bad experience that I've had, everything, any experience I had running in with the police, any experience I had running in with just drama, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've learned and it. It's right. supposed to, everything is supposed to be a building block, you know. Um, but the main thing I think I want people to know, too, is you, you never stop growing up. You grow right. every single day. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. You That's never stop saying. growing up. Never too too old to learn you know you gotta you gotta be willing to learn something every day yeah exactly bro right so to kind of you know uh loosen up the mood a little bit man i want to talk about sports because that's my passion you know um so growing up did you play any sports in school yeah, or anything like were you active in sports baseball Okay. Okay. So, what what were your favorite what were your favorite teams, or what are your favorite teams? Uh, baseball, my favorite team. I'm a Yankee. I'm a Yankee boy. Um, I got to put that out there. Okay. Whoever, whoever don't like <laughs> okay. it, it's, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, right. <laughs> NFL, man, I was a big Mike Vick fan, and ever since he left, I've been kind of clueless, bro. Um, so. So what I did, I just went right. back to the team I liked when I was like 
you know, a kid, I feel like you always got to go back to your first love once you get once you get clueless in life about something. Right. You got to go back to what you first loved and whatever right. it is. Whether it was the Denver Broncos, bro, Terrell Davis and the boys, John Elway. So I'm, I'm rocking okay. with them forever now. Okay. Um, let me see. Basketball, okay. I'm rocking okay. with LeBron go. <laughs> LeBron go. Um. All and right, that's like all I needed to know. That's Zion. all I needed to know. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna probably rock with Zion after that, bro. Yeah, in in the future, but right now I'm right. rocking with LeBron. Right. Um, so that ain't even no team. Bro. That's a player. I don't even know. What this, I don't know what to call that neither. Um, that, right. Yeah. So that was my my main three right there right. as far as professional. Yeah. Oh, let me so shout out for me, shout like you know, I'm a favorite college uh, football team. Got to. Okay. 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 So yeah, man. Like you know, Denver, Denver, Denver should be uh, Denver should be better this year. You know, my my whole thing is I'm gonna always have a I'm always feel have some ill feelings yeah. towards Denver because they beat my Panthers yeah. in the Super Bowl. You know, a couple yeah. years back. Oh, uh, you know that that shit hurt. That shit hurt. I ain't gonna lie to you. But uh, well, LeBron, I'm probably I'm ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I'm probably the biggest yeah. LeBron fan in the world. I mean, day one, I've been I've been on the and wherever he go, you know, I started out. I was like, okay, I'm a Me Cavalier too, fan because before man. he came in the league, I was an Iverson fan. But, yeah, so you already know the struggle oh, uh, of being an Iverson oh, fan. He never seen him get a ring. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, it hurt, but being a LeBron fan, man, that that comes with a lot of criticism too. But I feel like LeBron changed the whole narrative. Like he's made it so now people, players can freely move around yeah, now, and nobody criticizes the them. As far he as like took the that free agency market and the and the trades and all that. He he changed the whole game on that level, right? Yeah, right. So let me ask you this, man. Since you, I, I didn't even know you played baseball, so this is gonna be interesting. Give me your top five athletes, all sports, any sports. Your top five athletes, all gotcha. time. Um, it don't have to be a particular so I order. Like that I gotta pick five different sports, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't have like a stack of one of one sport players because it's it's a lot of great players. So um, I'm gonna say Michael Joy, right? Uh, Derek Jeter, um. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, Muhammad Ali, and well, if I oh my boy Primetime Dion, yeah, right. Okay, that was a very good list, bro. That was very. I'm gonna tell you if I had to do top five athletes, man. My top five, man. Okay, so I'm going LeBron. Mayweather. Now I, I'm gonna tell you something. I think Mayweather is one of the most boring fighters in the world, but I gotta respect what he's done. Um, right, LeBron Mayweather. Um, oh man, LeBron Mayweather. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tiger too. I mean, I I, I would go Tiger. Um. Baseball, man, I'm gonna tell you, this dude isn't one of the greatest all time, but I just oh, love man, watching him play, bro. That's Chipper Jones. He's a love, yeah, and he's love watching Chipper play. 
And so, um, yeah, Andrew, yeah, yeah, yo, that was crazy. It was stacked. Oh, and last, let me see. Last, um, I'm going to tell you a player. Man, I just like another one I just like seeing play, bro. I love Deion Sanders. I would I would love to say Deion, but okay. I want to listen to be a little pick. bit different. So I'm going to go Randy Moss. Yeah, he. Yeah, I like, I love standing, Randy Moss. And he got a mark in the coach. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everybody get mossed. Like, that's going to stay a football term forever, right. bro. Right. Right. I tell you what, man, I really appreciate you being on tonight, man. I think we hit on some good topics. But before we go, let everybody know where they can go to get your clothing, man. How can they get with you to get the clothing? In about the next week and a half or two, I'm going to drop. I ain't even going to say, man. I don't even want to say, bro. Um, so so right now, so I'm going to say what, what y'all can do for right now. Right now, just <laughs> tune in. Just tune in. And and y'all gonna see something great. Just tune okay. in in about the next week and a half or two. Tune in on Vulture. Tune in on Vulture page hard. IG and okay. Facebook. Like check it every day, like it's your email or something. Like you ain't gotta check it all day, but check it out, you know what I'm saying, once a day. Right. Bro. And just check up on me because I'm gonna got I got something real nice coming, bro. And right. I'm gonna answer that question for you right now. Man, I, hey, we're going to be on the lookout, bro. I know it's going to be something sick. Most I good. appreciate it, Martel, man. Hey, stay safe. Stay Most educated, good. man. Most and good. keep well, doing your thing, you man. I appreciate you coming through. Already. All right, bro. All right, man. Man, much love to Vulture Clothing, man, for stopping by. You know, Martel, man, I really appreciate what you're doing in the community. I appreciate what you're doing as far as fashion go. Keep pushing it. Keep taking it to another level, man. I really, like I said, man, my hat's off to you and your gang and what you guys are doing out there, man. Your team is is definitely making waves, and my hat's off to you. Guys, Um, we got BTF in the building, Big Tree Family in the building Sunday. Ron from Big Tree Family, he is a, I mean, he's embedded in the community, in the Chesterfield County community. Um, He has done a lot. He has done a lot. I've heard this guy's name come up many, many times. Just for the culture, man, from, you know, back to school drives, Halloween, uh, Christmas, you know, he, he's embedded. And so I want to I wanna get him on here, and we're going to have some good talks about what we can do in the community, why he decided doing so much for the community. You know, what, what made him want to do that? Because he was doing this way before people were riding or protesting about George Floyd right now. He's been on this for years. Um, next Monday, we got my brother Rico on. And Rico, that's my brother, brother. Like, that's my dog. And we're going to be talking about um, corporate America. We're going to talk about attending HBCU because he started out at HBCU. Um, we're going to be talking about fashion with him. He's one of the best dressers I know. We're going to start talking about uh, sports. I mean, my, my dude is a sports head. We're going to talk music. We, it's going to be good. It's really going to be good. And then Wednesday, we're going to have my my brother, Terry. Terry is one of the best barbers in the South, in the Southeast, period. But he's more than just a barber. You know, he, uh, he attended HBCU. He then began working for HBCU. 
He also has been a big advocate way before anybody got on his way. Terry was saying that black athletes need to take their talents to HBCU schools to play. Um, I just want to talk to him about the community. These guys do a lot for the community. He does free haircuts. These guys do back to school drives. I see a lot going on from Terry and his people, man. So we're going to talk to Terry next week. We're going to continue this. More than a sports podcast, man. If you guys want to be on, if you want to be on, hit me up on Facebook. Okay? It's the Goat Talk Podcast on Facebook. The Goat Talk Podcast on Facebook. You can hit me up on IG, same name. The Goat Talk Podcast on on Instagram, man. I love each and every one of y'all. Be safe. Be better, man. We winning. Let's do it.